This broadcast of the PJC Media Network seeks to present wholesome, thought-provoking, and entertaining content. However, the views expressed by the hosts of PJC Media are theirs and theirs alone. They do not reflect the views of this network or its affiliates. Please utilize listener discretion. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White Show. Each week, we feature different topics concerning issues that sometimes can be difficult to talk about. These issues concern children and adults who may be autistic, have Asperger's, or have mental disorders of any kind. We will discuss law enforcement and how they interact with these persons. Now, let's start the show. Good evenings. Good evenings. Tonight, we're talking about the effects of violence on communities. Homicides and other violent acts are causing substantial harm in communities across the country, especially in racially segregated and high poverty neighborhoods. The physical, emotional, and financial pain from violence is a critical public health problem in the United States. Nearly 25,000 lives lost to homicide in 2020. Community violence can cause significant, significant physical injuries and mental health ball conditions, such as depression, anxiety, post traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. Living in a community experiencing violence is also associated with increased risk of dilapidating chronic diseases developing. People's health outcomes are influenced by the conditions in which they live, work, and play, and learn. Starting today, communities can implement a comprehension approach with programs, policies, and practices based on the best available evidence to prevent violence. And you see we're talking about the effects of violence on communities. And we're going to introduce you to the guest that is talking this night. It's Miss Lucy. Are you there? Yes, I am. <laughs> How you doing? I'm, I'm doing. <laughs> okay. I'm doing. Well, you know, it's uh, the effects of violence is really something to be talked about because it's a whole lot of stuff going on. So we are really anxious to see what you have for us. Well, most of you probably have heard, but I want to first start with the, the shooting that happened down at Detroit Receiving Hospital because it was sad. It was very sad. And uh, we have to look at some things that we have to do on our own to help to, to protect us, okay? 
Um, it was, in fact, it was my daughter's. Um, she works at DMC. Was one of her supervisors that was killed. The man, you know, boyfriend or whatever you want to call him. You know, been, you know, he came up to the job and uh, forced her in her car. She was getting out, forced her back in her car, and uh, they heard shots and things like that, and um, uh, drove off. And when they found her the next time, she was in the trunk of her car, and she had been killed. This is one thing that my, you know, my daughter was saying that first thing they asked about, where was security? Well, you know, you have to be your own security now. You can see, and then you wonder, why would she team up with a person like this a man who has been known to, they can't find his first girlfriend where she is. They have, can't, don't have the evidence on him, but they were even, when he turned himself in or they got him, he was, they were trying to find out, well, if you tell us where this person is or whether he didn't say anything. But if he's so, got his history behind, go ahead. Oh, I, I was uh, misunderstood. It wasn't your, assist, your daughter getting in the car, right? No, it was her her supervisor, one of her supervisors okay. that morning, yeah. They got and, I, the, and he forced her to the yeah. And I really want to in, interview my host today, Mr. What's your name? Is your name Coleman? All right, all right. <laughs> there he is. There he is. I feel my help coming on now. Hey, I feel my help coming on. <laughs> all right. Good to okay. hear oh, yeah. his voice. He can keep me on target. <laughs> but okay. anyway, um, come to find out this man had a history of, of of being violent. So why would you fool with him anyway, you know? And, you know, and uh, uh, knowing that, you know, but she... Some some type of relationship with him that ended in her, you know, death and all of this. My daughter was telling me, she says, when you, she was getting phone calls and things like that, but she pointed out to me, she said, listen, when you are getting those type of threatening phone calls and stuff, even if you're getting it on your job and you don't tell them, she said, they can can find you because you're putting other people in danger. She pointed that out. I said, when can they do that? She said, yes, they can. If you don't report it or try to do something about it and report what's happening to keep everybody else on the alert because you put everybody else in danger too. That's what she was saying, uh, she was telling me about. But anyway, that was a tragic thing, and she left uh, her mother, uh, her sister. Uh, she had, I think she had a four-year-old. That, uh, that's another uh, black child that's out there that uh, the parent is no longer there. And it's sad. You wonder what could we, what can we do about a lot of the violence? It's really happening with black people, from what I can see. Okay. The next thing I was looking at this shooting in Florida. The mother of four was killed. Apparently, her neighbor. She had been having problems with her neighbor. The woman's name is um. Let's see, Bond. What is her name? Anyway, it's here. I got so many computers open this morning. But anyway. The woman was living, this white woman was living in an apartment or some, something, and she was always bothering her kids out there playing and stuff and calling them N-words and things like that. And so she was trying to deal with it. But anyway, uh, apparently the, woman, the white woman threw, um, was throwing things out at them, calling them names, and she threw a skate out there at them while they were playing. They had a right to play there in the play. So she goes up to the door to try to talk to them to see what was happening. 
and the woman shot through the door. Oh, wow. And killed. Yeah. Shot through the door. First, they were going to try to. No, they shot through the door and killed the woman. This woman left four kids. Oh, my God. Shot through the door in Florida. At first, she was trying to use that law where they say you can stand your ground. If you feel threatened and stuff, she tried to use that. But she had been bothering this woman for the longest. And she came up to the door and knocked on the woman's door. Well, I felt threatened by her. I felt threatened. That's why I, I, I shot. Shot through the door when you were bothering her kids. And the neighbors knew what she was doing. So here is another black mother dead, leaving four children. Her sons, wow. her boys tried to help their mother out and send one Boy, he's really wounded. He said because I was trying to get do uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, CP on you know to get her going and stuff, and he felt bad. That child would never live that down. Oh, and this woman wow. left four children. They were trying to give her that. They didn't arrest her at first because of what she said. When they found out all the things, now she's under a hundred fifty-four thousand dollar bond. And um, but to me, that's just show. And um, I know Ben Crump was saying that. Uh, she more than likely would do some time. Manslaughter, that's murder. That's not manslaughter. That's murder. You know, and she has a reputation for bothering that woman with her kids. And she's trying to keep peace, you know, knocking on the door. And she shot through the door to, and killed the uh, black mother. Wow. You she would have done better. She would have been better to tell the kids, come on, don't go down there, you know. Just they were not, not bothering her. They were doing, yeah. But you yeah, can't but keep, keep not to be like alive. Not to yeah. be alive. Just for something like whatever, you know. On them the N word and thinking they can do anything. And to me, this is a white supremacist move. It's, it's going through the entire community when it comes down to black people. I'm looking at it. Oh, she was white? I'm, the woman the was lady. white that shot the woman. Okay. The woman that was killed was black, a black mother and her four children. And those oh, children are wounded. They they will never get over that, oh, of what they wow. have had to go through. It is. It is. I'd like to just uh, uh, tell you what happened to me yesterday when I was at the gas station with the kids, taking them home from school. They wanted the ginger ale. So we stopped at the gas station. The gas station was flooded. The cars all over. And uh, I said, well, yeah, I told them, you go and get a ginger ale and come on out. And you have to, y'all standing behind a car, all the stalls were full, even where you couldn't get close to the, to the door of the, the gas station. And so uh, I was behind this one uh, red, red car, and Jalen gets out the car, he runs, and she seemed like she was going to back up. And I said, Jalen, and he just kept running because he didn't see. But anyway, I was backing up. But she got mad with me because I didn't back up when she wanted me to. And I, was, I backed up to try to let her off from one of the stalls because all of them were full. And that woman cussed me out. This white woman cussed me out. I, I wanted, you know, um, uh, she tested my Holy Ghost, believe me. You know. <laughs> anyway, uh, I wanted to say something to it, and I just, and she called me, and she stopped and kept cussing me out. Like she had a right to call me that. Like it was her right to, you know, the, the, the white supremacist attitude, you know, were you in front of her for, you know, in I was in back of her. Oh. Yeah, I was in her well, room. She would have been ahead of you. Yeah, she was, she was in one of the stalls getting gas. And, you know, I was backing up. They ran into the store to get it. 
And so I was backing up to let her out. But apparently I didn't do it fast enough for her. And so this, she sat, and that's no reason to cuss a person out like that, to act like that. Now, look, at I just waved her hands off. And she, instead of going down and out, she stood there in her car and cussed and cussed and cussed. You know, this attitude. I just let it go. And when the stalls started to clear, I pulled up to the first stall. But all the stalls were full, you know, and all of that. And then the boys came. They finally came, and we went on home and stuff. We took them home. But that was unnerving. I said, you know what? That that was sick. That woman is sick and full of herself. I mean, she... It was unnecessary, I can tell you that. It was, there was no need for that. Everybody was trying to struggle to get in and out of the, 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 the gas station. But that's neither here nor there. Another thing is the... Um, Margaret Taylor Greene was giving a rally, and I thought this was interesting, some type of rally. And she was talking about Bowman, you know, the the New York congressman that she had some words with. And then all of a sudden she went back on television and said, you know, I'm afraid of him. I'm afraid because he, you know, trying to say that um, he was a threat to me. That's what coming. He was waving his hand to And the man, was, he, was, he was just talking to him. They were both laughing back and forth. I know you probably saw it on television, laughing back and forth. And they feel he feels this way. And this one feels that way. And they were just saying, he was saying, you know, and he's one of the newest um, congresspersons, you know, there uh, in the Congress. So the next thing she said, I was afraid of him. I, I, I felt threatened by him. You know, that lie that everybody uses. He was you know, black, but, right? Yeah, yeah, big guy, black. Yeah, and his that. side, his head. This black woman was in the audience, and she stood up, and she said, wait a minute. You're doing the same thing that that white woman did that got Emmett Till killed. She's saying the same thing, and it was all a lie. And uh, they started shouting her down. She said, no, you are wrong for doing that. And you know how you've been. Who's the most, uh, the loudest person? She's rude to Biden, rude to everybody, get up and hold a gun and all this other stuff. You know, all of this, cheering all this on, and they were out there just cheering her on, and they got up in the audience and started clapping for Margaret Taylor Greene. Well, she's wrong. She's an embarrassment, really. Our Congress is, is really an embarrassment. Yeah, you know she's she trying running? to get her, they were trying to get her silence, yeah. Now she's trying to she's uh, running impeach Biden. President. No, she's not. She was out oh. talking to her constituents, you know, just talking to them about how she feels about this and this and all that other stuff. And the woman stood up and she, although they were trying to shout her down, she said, you're wrong. You're trying to go after this man just like that white woman did. Uh, when uh, when Emmett Till was killed like that, he hadn't done anything. He's just an outspoken black man. That's all he is. And he she was waving her hands. He was waving his too. You know, making his gestures. That's all. And they were laughing about it. Then she's gonna go on and say that she's scared of him. Uh-huh. And did you see how he was talking to this other congressperson and all that? Well, he's that way. He's that way. But it was ugly. He said he he demanded an apology from her. But you see how it keeps going on and on and on and on. It is. Um, the DNC shooting, the mother from Florida, um, this uh, Margaret Taylor Greene rally, the white woman that cussed me out. <laughs> Boy. And then I look at this. This is a sad thing right here, really sad. The 11-year-old boy that got shot by the police, I think it happened in Mississippi. 
his mother was having problems with her ex-boyfriend. He, you know, that she had to call the police. So she she told her son to call 911, and he did. And the police came. Okay. And so the police came, and he they opened the door. He said, "I want all of you to come out with your hands up." And the little boy was walking up with his hands up, and the policeman shot and shot him uh, in the chest. What? Shot him in the chest. He said, "Mama, I did what he said. I did what he said, Mama. What he shoot me for? Didn't I do what he said? What's wrong? I did what he said. He said, well, hands up and come out.' But he got shot in the chest. I think it messed with the yeah, of his lungs, liver, the, and all of that. The the police officer. I think they have a mix of black. The police officer was black. black. I didn't know that. No. Yeah. Why would you do that? Police officer. I didn't know that. Oh. Talking to another thing there. In Mississippi, I think yeah. He shot him. I did what he said. I thought he was coming to help. (laughs) With his hand, with his arms up. Yeah, he's eleven year old boy. And I, when I look, yeah, yes, this happened to them. She had to call the police. Told her son to call nine one one on her boyfriend who was giving him a hard time, you know. And he did that. Did what the policeman said. <laughs> and you know, when I, I have a problem with that because I look at my eleven year old grandson, how he is, you know, eleven year old, you know, shot. He's still alive and stuff like that, but um, he's injured. He's been damaged, especially emotionally. He was trying to describe what it was like to be shot, to CNN, you know, all of this. But it continues on and on and on, and it's got to stop. We do it to ourselves. They were talking about so many of the people uh, in Chicago, how black people, you know, they – Black-on-black crime, it's getting ridiculous. We need our people. If we're going to really pull together and have anything out of this country, because they're trying to just make it that your color is no, not, not, don't mean anything as far as uh, uh, reparations, as far as, uh, you know, getting, uh, um, being recognized anymore. They're doing all of this. We have to come together. And that's each one of these areas that I look at here, not being so judgmental because, you know, look what happened to me, you know. But it shows the attitude that they have when it comes down to black people that's been there. No matter how high you go, they're going to see you, see you as a slave, someone to be put down. It's there. Even, and it shows you the hatred, the self-hatred that we have within our community for ourselves, really, that we have to, we still have that self hatred there. It's, it's it's apparent. Now, my co-host, don't leave me by myself. <laughs> well, I got you. I know you like to. I, I know you like to roll. So I'm just rolling with you. So when you take a, take hey, a hey, breath, hey. yeah. Yeah, he's paying me back. I'll step in. Yeah, he's. Uh, but um, as I went through this, and see, I drive my kids back and forth to school. In the morning, I have to get up early in the morning to go get them. When she has to work a longer shift, I got to get up and go get them, get them in the car, drive them to school, and, and uh, you know, then come back and wait and maybe pick something for them to eat. And when I pick them up, because they're not coming here, drive them back home, and they get back in the house and stuff, make sure they have something to eat and all of this. And um, 
you know, because uh, um, the oldest girl, she'll be graduating next year, and she'll be 17, 18, and, you know, in um, August. But make sure they get in the house and make sure everything is safe and all of that, and uh, make sure they eat. And uh, that's what I have to do. But you wonder, just what is the problem? You know, they get to fussing and arguing each other in the car and stuff like that. And I have to, we, I have to check them, you know. Y'all have to love one another, care for each other. I think my oldest son, grandson, he's still reacting to the death of his father. It happened on April 15th. He died of pancreatic cancer and things like that. And, you know, they, he doesn't know how to handle that. Sometimes he can be just abrupt with me and mad and stuff. Then he want to lay all over me. Granny, you just old. I said, well, yes, I am. Praise God. I hope you get old. <laughs> That's my prayer, That's you right. know. Yeah, and driving Did back and forth. Did he know his father? Did he know him? He, they established fraternity, yeah. They did establish fraternity and things like that. And he seemed no, to I was saying, did he well. know his father? Yeah, he knew who he, he was, yeah. No. He did, wasn't he, a, did they talk? Yeah, because a lot of times I called his daddy when he got out of hand. He said, well, I don't want to start beating him just like I got done, but he'll come over to see about it. In fact, they spent his first Christmas with them here at the Senior Citizen in my, in my uh, studio apartment. You know, we had a real good time, though. Oh, okay. And all of this. And, yeah, but it was, it's a lot to it, yeah. And it's something about, I, I, I'm not going to, um, women, who, we, we are women, we're, uh, 70% of our children are born in uh, single-parent homes and things like that. And sure, you have your own needs as a as a woman, but you have to watch, you know, how you meet the needs. And this is what I'm seeing here. If I might make that statement, I believe you have to watch how you meet those in your life. It is. It's something that you really have to look at. This eleven year old boy, because his mother's boyfriend was threatening him. He had he got on the phone and called nine one one. But look who got shot. And it's sad, you know. Uh, the shooting uh, yeah. at DMC. See, uh, why would you, this man had a history of violence. And she's got a four-year-old. Making her money, living, supervising, having your own, you know. And to me, I think it's when they see you moving ahead and they're still standing, standing still because of the pressure that's really on the black male and trying to be supportive and move ahead, you know, that pressure is there. And then you're going to try to pull away and just go on about your business? No, it don't happen well, that way. Because his ego saw, go ahead, help me. Help yeah, me out. I saw an, an interview with the mother uh, of the uh, young lady that had gotten uh, murdered, and she was saying how, you know, the daughter had broke it off with him, and he was, you know, oh, yeah. sending gifts and stuff, you know, to the house. Uh, I guess like flowers and stuff, and she would just leave them on the porch. In other words, you know, I'm not interested. And so, you know, uh, I guess he couldn't take the rejection. That's it. They're not going to. They feel like they should be. And it's true that the man should be in that leadership position. He, that's, a, that's a part of it. That's a part of his nature to rule, to be over. But if he hasn't earned the right to be over, you know, and and uh, you know, and um, uh, then he, you know, you let him in there, he's gonna be there. 
you can't turn him out and he don't have anything else and he you is some big shot, you know, then he's not gonna put up with that. It puts you in danger. You have to study the um um there's one case that um uh, Bishop Jakes has out now. It's called women and you, it's called he motions. You have to learn the he motions of a male, all of this. And it's a very interesting um it's a two parter that I had been sending around. But he talks about dealing with a man's emotions. Yeah, and it's something, you know, something. That, I've seen something as well, uh, talking about uh, you know, the number of uh, black men in prison and uh, you know, the guy said, you know, he had done a bid, you know, he did something stupid while he was in college, yeah. ended up going to jail, uh, going to prison. And the older guy in prison asked him, you know, you know why all these, you know, these guys are in here? He said, yeah, murder, you know. <laughs> he said, no. He said, for um, being emotional, you know, doing, That's being emotional, uh, something happens, somebody does something to them, and during, you know, that period of time, they're emotional, and, you know, they kill somebody and uh, end up in prison, you know. It said that the majority of them were, were raised by single parents, raised by women. So, you know, yeah. it was like, oh, these, these big muscle-bound men? Say, yeah, you know, these big muscle-bound men, but they've got, you know, these emotional issues of a woman. And That's so it's uh, not the you know, not anything that would make them gay, but just the fact that they were raised by women, you know, they react emotionally and then, you know, after they calm down, it's kinda like, okay. It's too you late, know, you know, it's but that yeah, yeah, the person's still dead. So you in jail, you know, so you know, you got a whole lot of men raised by women with female tendencies. Not in yeah. a sexual way, but you know, um, you know, just react and handle situations on in an a more scale. Yeah. yeah, on emotionally, you know, more so as a woman would handle it as opposed to, you know, how a man would deal with certain situations. So uh, you know, it's a number of men that would qualify and fall in that situation. Now, it doesn't apply to everybody, you know, but yeah. it does apply to um, a percentage of people, and that percentage is probably, you know, higher than it should be. Um, okay. Do so you yeah, have I mean, another guest that would like to thank you. make up? A sentence. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Okay. Did you want to say something? Who is this? Okay. I guess he didn't want to stay and wait. Yeah, so, you know, um, you know, there are a number of men that would fall in that category. Uh, 
but that's a whole different show in itself. Um, yeah, definitely. But, okay. Yeah, not, Our guest came back. Okay, Hello? Hello, sir? Is your phone? Huh? Okay. He may be having a problem with his phone. Is that the we reason know about why? That phone. <laughs> okay. All right. When you get ready, we're here. <laughs> okay, guys. Is there? Okay, yes. thank you. My grandson helped me get back. Uh, it it was on mute. This is TC from Detroit there. You know, some of the things that you say are right, but my question, everything starts with relationships. And you can can really, really tell, the older people can tell, when people are picking the wrong person. You know, because if you're in, in love with someone, what they say, it shouldn't hurt. Right? And these people, because I have one friend, he had ten girlfriends and a wife. Ooh, right now. Whoa, what would that automatically tell you? <laughs> he, wa- he wants a bullet. <laughs> he wants yeah, a bullet. That's right. Eighteen forty-seven. Yeah, but the problem is, he's jealous if any if they go out with any other person. How many they did know you it. say he had? He had 10, 10, 10. Oh. Yeah. Wow. This, was, this was back in, let's see, when I stayed uh, <laughs> on Ward Street in Detroit, because one of the girls, you know, used to live across the street from me, and we were sitting on the porch talking. She said, look at that. That's my girlfriend. I said, your girlfriend? He said, yeah, right over there, talking to Helen. I said, but wait a minute. You married. What's that got to do with anything? I said, you married. <laughs> You know, but I'm saying they, she let, I'll say she let him into that relationship because you got the right to say no like they have a right to say no. That's true. You know, yeah. But you can't, you know, you can't play, play somebody and then, you know, all of a sudden now you want to switch up, especially if they're older men because that is the worst combination in the world because, uh, I found, let me rephrase that. I, two weeks ago, y'all were talking about this subject, and I, I, I was wondering because a lot of people know me, but my mom was in a, 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 a bad relationship, okay? And we kept asking her, why do you go back, Ma? Why do you go back? You know? And she said, I don't know. You know, I guess, you know, and then one day she said, by her being born in Mississippi, she said, the only dude that's uh, down there, the only thing they can control, is, they try to control is, is their ladies because they have no other power. So mm-hmm. if the only chance they get to, you know, then you become the, what you call it, you become the uh, their atten- their attention thing, you know, where you go, where you been. What? Now, you got one time to ask me, where I'm going or where I'm looking, you know, I'm not that in, in a general way, but you know, with that that ownership thing that in people's voice, because I yeah. took this girl to church. I, I took this girl to church. This is a huge church, 
in Kansas City. It was like a circle. So you see people right across from you, right? Uh, and some day they were praying or singing. He looked at me and said, who do you think you're looking at? I said, let me get you back home right quick. Yeah. You know, but like my mom, if she she drive up to church, and by the time she gets home, because he didn't go to church, uh, who, who do mess with your, my car? You got new tires on my car. They got they no new tires. They no new nothing. He just come because he wanted to assert that kind of control over people. And a lot of men uh, are too wimpy to say, hey, now I know something with somebody out of my league. You have that talk to you for 20 minutes. Uh-uh. I know this ain't the one. You know, but but she said that's the way men treated, you know, in the South a lot. You know. That's it. They do. You know, they don't uh, they don't have no property or nothing like that. She said she wound up leaving my, my original father because she was teaching school and she said she was coming in and he heard her hit him say that uh I ain't got to work no more now because I got me a wife that's a school teacher. And so as <laughs> soon as she heard that, she hopped on the bus to Detroit. <laughs> so the only thing they can control was a lady, and a lot of them think that now. You know, because anytime you, you've been married to 10 or 15 people, it's got to be you. It can't be all those people. Like, you're picking people from the same place, from the same bar. So, oh, and Lucy, I wanted to thank you for one the other week. You told me something. You said that uh, somebody had, had their toe amputated or whatever, and the doctor yeah. said it hurts when it gets well, as, as well as it hurt when it, you know, when you did something. And I thought about this. I, I never thought about that before. You know, you, we complain about stuff, but uh, sometimes that's God's way of healing us and telling us slow down. That is, yeah. You know, so well, you continue to pray for her, but she's a trip. Don't she want, don't want to put it down and walk with her? And they well, he, he, they indicate they have to put it in a nursing home. I said, now look, you are not nursing home material. Put that right. foot down and march on. Right. Once they get you, they'll find other reasons to keep you there. She's about eighty-six. And she just, see, I, call, I always call her the social butterfly in all of yeah. this. And uh, get up and walk. I should say it hurts me. Yeah. Get up and walk. Yeah. But like so I said, I, the, I, I, but you got to remember, men are all, black men are kind of trained that the only place they do have power is at home. And they're too, a lot of them are too lazy to get up to get a job, to do something. Because I think three of my cousins, <laughs> All of them have guys that don't work. And I'm like, <laughs> I, don't under, I don't understand this. You know, they're living in their, and the man is living in their house and whatever. They don't, they don't want to leave. You couldn't put them out. It is. It's getting hard. The laws have changed. I think mm-hmm. if he's been in your house for about three days or something, they consider that his residence. Something like that. I, I think, I think it's, three, it's three letters. It's something to do with the post office. And they can automatically yeah. say, yeah. Because even if you go, I'm scared because I'm in, I'm in uh, Houston. Hey, 
I've been gone almost six months. I'm hoping yes, nobody have. then went went in my went in my house and stole everything out or call themselves what do you call those uh that get in your house and don't want to get out. You know, squatters. Oh yeah, yeah. they're doing that too. You yeah, have to go so, to court legally to get those people out. Right. That's true. Well, like I'm hoping I'm I hope I'm hoping I don't have to do that because like I said, I I don't know if I got that patient. I might be calling y'all from a strike cell. No, <laughs> we can't have that. Uh, no. Hey, no. I'll go knock on your door. Like I said, there's ways to get people out, but they don't know what, what you're doing. So, but you think I'm going to let you sit in my house, call yourself a squatter? We're going to have some squatters, all right. You yeah. know, the only thing would say is that. You have to go to court together. I'm you know, I was, I was really wondering if you had come home, but I, no. I see you haven't. Okay. Next, next year. Oh, okay. All right. I finished with my first thing of, of chemo, and then I'm, I've got the, uh, the electro. I think it's lex, lex, lex something, uh, with the, with some kind of. Uh, Radiation. My daughter helped me with my radiation, and that'll be at the end of next month, and they'll let me know if the cancer's gone or not. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, like I said, if I ain't walking right or fast enough to get out of people's way, I ain't going nowhere. I told my daughter, I might just give me a chair and put it over here by the <laughs> fireplace. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you have yeah. you had a place to go. I'm glad about that. Oh, you and both. Oh, yeah. That's why I say relationship and family is the most important thing there is. There you go. Because my mom used to tell me, she said, ain't no dog going to get on a bus or a cat call a taxi to come down to see you when you're in the hospital. So you better <laughs> make sure you got some friends before you go in there. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yep. They're spoiling me. I got to get, I'll let somebody else talk. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. It's a lot. But, um, yeah. Uh, you, you learned that. It is that the nature of the rules. <laughs> yeah, what? It's their nature. I said their nature. you learned it's their nature that. the rules. Since you've gone. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, I'm stronger and everything, so like I said, that's good. I'm counting the blessings as they go. I know so that's far, right. A clean yeah. bill of health by each of the doctors, you know, except for the, after I got off the radiation and stuff, that takes four weeks after you finish your uh, therapy. And so we'll go then, and then I'll just keep saying a prayer and see what happens, you know. But like I said, my grandkids and my wife's husband, they've been so, you know, uh, they've been very understanding. So that's, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's nice you had somewhere to go, Tommy. Mm-hmm. There's somebody else yeah. to, to care about. Huh? Yes. 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 That's true. That's, that's a true. good thing. So, I'm happy for you. Hey, yeah. I, I, I'd have to call Virginia and rent a room. 
<laughs> well, now wait a minute. <laughs> I'd settle for a basement apartment. <laughs> okay, but I'm, I'm glad you're still uh, hanging with us, even though you're in Texas. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. How is your husband doing, by the way? Uh, he's coming along. Okay. Yeah. I'll let somebody else go ahead and take over. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. I miss all y'all. Thanks very much. When we, um, looking at all of these situations, you have to, uh, Consider, like uh, we were talking about, the man's emotions. What his emotions are like, and then why don't you? A lot of times you ask him something, and he uh, because they explain he'll, he'll tell nothing. When he's full of, he's full of, of whatever you know, because it's his nature to rule, to be over, you know. To that's his, that's what he's here for, you know, to be the protector, and all of that. And if he has deficiencies because of what he has faced in the community, you know, it's going to be there, you know. And um, he points out an awful lot of things. I say I'm going to get it and um, listen to it. Oh, that's T.D. Jakes. Yeah. That was like four uh, seconds ago when he was talking about the wheat and the grain. And he no, talked he's talking about, about uh, he I forget. I, I I can't remember that one. We, well, he had two. He takes the word. Oh yeah, yeah I think I, it I, is. Um, He's got two right recently. Yeah, I'm talking about right. the woman. Yeah, a part mm-hmm. one and part two, and it's very good. He's talking right. about it. Yeah, the way a man is. How come he 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 never he can't tell you, you know, his innermost thoughts because you might uh, his weaknesses or whatever. And it's interesting. It really is. Yeah, what I it's saw like. that. Yeah. yeah, he's got two parts. Two parts. Two parts there. But looking at this situation, you have to be your own best friend. Like I say the DMC shooting. Why get involved with something like that in the first place? Okay. And I do believe that four-year-old that he had, I'm not sure. Uh, I do believe that uh, he, he might have come from the man, you know. May have. I don't mm-hmm. know. And then uh, the shooting in Florida of this mother, which, you, you know, that to me, that's just white, that was a white supremacist move. She thinks she has the right mm-hmm. to do that, to harass this black woman and her kids, throwing stuff yeah. at them, calling the N-word, and then throwing, throwing a skate out there where they were. They have a right to go out and play. They weren't on her turf at all. But the thing that was ugly to me was when they first entered into the police first entered into it, they wanted to say she had a right because they're looking at that stand and stand your ground. In fact, if you feel like you were threatened, like this Margaret Taylor Greene, I'm threatened, you know, to say that, then she was in her rights. But she wasn't. Right. Now they they got a bond. Let me me ask this question first. Can as black person can I go if I see a white guy with a rifle can I shoot him 
because I'm scared? You you be in jail waiting for them to make a decision. <laughs> It'll be twenty years yeah. before they get to you. <laughs> <laughs> you say I, I would be laid my ground and that's critical. Yeah, I think Michigan has that law here also. I don't stand think your so. ground if you feel like I, I thought the Michigan had it. I'm not I'm not sure. But um they can do anything to you like that, yeah. Because if I see somebody walk into the store uh, uh, with a, a, a F-16 or whatever they call it, I'm going to be scared. And if I ask them, I'm, I'm going to shoot them before they get me. I, and I get on the stand and I just shake all the while I'm on the stand. I was scared. Yeah. You know. But like I said, I know I'd be in jail that night. White people get to go home. Oh, yeah, that night, that night, the next year, the next year before they even try your case. <laughs> you yeah. yeah. It's sad to say, But yeah. what, what's going to happen, because Trump got thing, and they, they were just saying they've been getting letters from all these militia places, and they're supposed to be meeting on the 3rd when Trump goes to the Miami to get, you know, where they check in. And uh, Rachel Mattis was reading some of the letters they were telling. They were sending in code trying to say the third is going to be the day uh, when all hell is going to be breaking loose again. But he did it on the 6th, and they tried to whitewash it. Yeah. You know, what? Yeah. If these people, evidently they're going to attack the empty building. Because I know the first time they shoot a black person, there's going to be a whole lot of... uh, Something going on. I can't remember the song. <laughs> yeah. You only, you only yeah, allow people to for so long. They've allowed you to stay away for too much. And so the mm-hmm. rest of them are, in, you know, because uh, they are rising up too. They have right. Look mm-hmm. at what happened with the shooting. Just uh, the man, he thought that it was his neighbor. He thought he, the man had an AK-47 and just shooting at cars going down his neighborhood. Shooting at the cars. Mm-hmm. He, he thought he heard some found it was says one of his neighbors down the street. Got a body helmet, a body, all that stuff on and just out there shooting. He mm-hmm. felt like he had a right to do that. Uh-huh. Well, he has a right to like, do that. He's white. Mm-hmm. I always I always leave white people with this knowledge. There are more black people that look white than white that look black. So make sure the person <laughs> Your daddy, or your yeah. uncle, yeah. or your your neighbor. Yeah. So, if they're white, they they right. when people start shooting, they ain't gonna ask you. Are you are you cut white? Are you such and such cousin? <laughs> uh-uh. They just start shooting. They just start shooting. Yeah. Oh well, it is. When you look at the boy that was uh, that was eleven that was shot, okay, his that was his mother's ex boyfriend. Mhm. And she called the police on, and look what happened to her son. You know what was interesting? With the, they talking about the little boy, he said, "Well, what did you do?" He said, "I started singing, no weapon formed against me." You know, he oh. Was, <laughs> yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah, you know that wasn't prosper. Yes. Yes. he was talking to. You know, that means that he had a, a heck of a good 
background, you know, yeah. that his mom came in church. You know what I mean? And Put like something said, in them. You know. We don't know why. We don't know why stuff happens. But like I say, God is in control. And they said, I think they said either way, she would have probably been dead. You know, so I, you know, just we just have to pray for him and pray for the rest of our kids. Yeah, and look what the boy that was uh, just knocked on the neighbor's door because he went to the wrong door to get his his, his, his younger sisters and brothers. Then the white mm-hmm. man shot through the door. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and came out to keep on. Didn't he shoot twice? I think he did. And that yeah, boy was I, running. He, I, I, you know, I'm run. not going to do nothing to you. I was, no, you can't keep doing that. No. It's too much violence. You know, and um, I know my, my oldest grandson, he wants to know, he wants to hit his friends once He's tall now. He wants to go to this and go. I said, no, you can't go. You have to go. When you go, you got to go with someone. Not just three black boys together. No. Uh-uh. I tell him no in a minute. Yeah. They and he gets mad. Well, like I said, they didn't, I didn't understand when I was growing up. With the remember the big four, those four white police to pull up on you. Yeah, the big four used to come into the black neighborhoods. Yeah, the big four. Hey, but you know what? All these old these older white people being in the black neighborhoods selling all kinds of stuff. But yeah, yeah that's true. Did. You know what I mean? Matter of fact, uh, Macomb County. And Oakland County be dropping, dropping uh, their old white people downtown by the casino. They come in a big bus, they drop them off, then they come back that evening and, and stand out there and beg for money. They got <laughs> brand new bus every day, pick them up, go down. There. But they can't be that scared. <laughs> no, and they say on Bell Isle, Bell Isle, it, it's crowded. Out there fishing, mm-hmm. doing what they want. Because the state police oh, is that. out here. It is. That is true. Yeah. That's, and Coleman Young brought the state police out on the on the uh, on the freeway stuff. When Blanchard yeah. was there, he he brought him here. Yeah. Because the detractors didn't want that. You know, that woman's son got Coleman Young. He said, "Wait a minute." This is international. They made all these highways and stuff, and uh, Blanchett put them, and they still, they, they are still, and will give you a ticket. They will stop you and give you a ticket. Mm-hmm. They will. They're doing that. It is. But when you look at this, it, that was her ex-boyfriend. No. Something like they've done in, in relationships, yeah. Yeah, that's relationship breaking. But, it, I mean, if you yeah. deal with somebody, Four and five. Well, nowadays you've been. You talk to young people. I, I asked uh, one of my nephews. I said, "How long? How long had you been going with this girl?" He, they had been falling out. Man, I've been with her a long time, man. I've been with her ten days. Ten days. <laughs> <laughs> you probably don't. And you falling out You know, how can you be in love with within in ten days? If she would, if if he would have asked her what color eyes was, she wouldn't. They wouldn't even know. <laughs> you ain't never, you ain't never heard of love at first sight. That's right. First, first sight. <laughs> what were they looking at? What were they looking hey. at? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. But uh, you just got to be careful. 
you know, and I, like I said, when I, people start saying they love me more than they love themselves, I'm giving me a ticket somewhere. Uh-huh. I'm going out. <laughs> because if you don't love yourself, you have nothing to do with the person. If you, hey. like, if you don't love, and that's the big problem we have, if you don't love yourself, you have nothing to offer anybody else. Because all you have you is yourself. Know. That's the truth. A lot of people think that that's all you're going to have is yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I, I tell people, be careful. I said, if you think she's crazy, I said, you better leave her alone and watch her from a distance. <laughs> you say to attraction, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know there's one white guy, we were talking, he said, you know what I did when I decided to get a wife? I said, no, what? He said, I wait till I got in a master's program. That way I knew somebody was on my level. You see what I mean? Instead of, you know, uh, getting married when he was 18 or, you know, just out of, out of, you know, out of college. He said, I wanted somebody that's going to be successful. So I waited till, you know, she got, we, we both graduated in the master's program together. Then we got married. I said, no, I never, you know, that is true. I never thought. But that's a, that's a smart way of doing it. You know, at least you know you're on your way halfway. Hopefully you don't find somebody that don't got anything, you know. It is. It's so important. I, um, you have to let who you let in your house, too, you know. Yeah. You let in your home. You have to look at what you let in your home. Because, you know, people are telling you themselves. You can't appear so desperate. Go ahead. I said, people will tell on themselves if you just give them some time. You know, yeah. ain't nobody going to be good for 60 days. You may, you probably get two weeks out of them before the real, you know, the real person came. I, w- I was dating this, this young lady one time, and she invited me over her house. And, you know, we sat in with, you know, talking. And I noticed she kept getting up looking out the window. Why this lady? No. And then I noticed every time I hear a car door, he'd get up and go look out the window. I said, excuse me, I got to go. I'd rather leave on my own. And then somebody said, oh, you got to go. And I'm going to get me to jump out of the window or something. You can forget about that. I said, bye-bye. Hope I never see you again. And that was yeah, it. Lot. There is a lot of fatal attraction out there, too, you know. A lot of fatal they, attraction. What? Oh, fatal attraction. Uh, yeah, yeah. Lot of women become desperate, yeah. That um, they'll do anything, you know, to keep a relation going. I heard why about a black say, woman. Why do you say women? There have men. No, yeah, well, yeah, I've been on the men tonight, but I'm trying to. I'm looking at. Men, but I'm trying to show that it happens to men also, as well as women. You know, I, I didn't want to appear sexist. Right. Yeah, okay. oh, I didn't want that that to show. <laughs> I didn't want that to show. Yes, you know, to uh, that to show at all. But um, you, you have you say to, one person, you'll have more in life. If you get the right person, most yeah, but who you get with? Yeah, 
But, you know, sometimes you wonder, because my, my brother had this friend, every other week he beat, he beat, he beat, he would, he beat, beat his wife. Yeah, I don't, I mean, he'd come over and he has two black eyes or whatever. And, oh, wow. Uh, but he called, called him a preacher. He was supposed to be a preacher. He worked at, uh, at uh, Gear and Action. But they caught him three times. Now, listen to this. Driving his car on the railroad track, no tires on it, stone drunk. Now, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what was his sermon? What was his sermon? <laughs> his, his dad, but his dad was a minister. His dad was a minister. So. And they still they still together, uh, and that's been almost fifty years. <laughs> but like every other week, boy, I was like, man, I give you one swing, then I'm running. It is. You know what was interesting that I saw uh, uh, was uh, what's the uh, what's his name? Used to bite. He was boxer. Used to bite the ears. What's his name? Oh, Tyson. Mike yeah, Mike Tyson. Yeah, he talks about. I think you know, he, when he was growing up with his his actual you know black parents, he was talking about this uh, how it was. They were always fighting and everything. They loved each other, fighting and arguing all the time. Mm-hmm. And then he talks about when he was. I guess he got into trouble. He was adopted out by this Jewish family. No, it wasn't Jewish. It was a white family, and they were so calm and things. And he said, "I'll give my life for those people." You know how mm-hmm. it was. How he grew up with them. How they put a right. lot into his life. But, you know, mm-hmm. although he grew up biting folks in boxing and stuff, you know. But he talked very highly of those white people that took him in mm-hmm. and they were just good to him and mm-hmm. helped him to uh, the manhood and things of that nature. He said, well, his was always fighting together, going through all them changes and all of that. Right. I don't like but that. You know, I don't they, like that. He talked had, about it. They had more money, though, you know. You know we have a lot of I deprivation. Mean, money got everything. I mean, because your value just uh, system is, is 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 just as important, or probably more important, because money you can always get. Your life you may not be able to get back. That's true. Yeah. yeah well, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, he got tired of that. Yeah. Although some mm-hmm. looks like he picked up some of those uh, genes from his parents, you know, mm-hmm. from his you know actual parents and stuff. But he talked about the relationship. It's altogether different. I noticed when I yeah. started having counsel with this one white man who counseled me through a Christian white man, he and his family, he had eight kids. But he started mm. telling me a lot of things, you know, from a biblical standpoint of what life mm-hmm. was like and all of this. And why. he always told me, he said, listen, men have different drives than women. And I, he mm-hmm. was right because all his children, he had eight children, and all his children that had at least eight or nine kids and 13 kids, just like he had eight of them. They followed his steps. He was a businessman. He was telling Mm -hmm. me a lot of things, a lot of principles uh, and conflicts that uh, people go through. But from a biblical standpoint, he was interesting and all of that. But he was telling me men have different drives than a woman. But now look at what Mm -hmm. we're saying. Because there's so many of our black boys raised by women, they have the emotions of a woman. Not that, you know, but yeah. it's there. Because I remember his right. wife, she said, come and help me with all these kids and stuff. Like he said, I mean, he's trying to do his business. He said, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. And the way he would hug and kiss his children and send them to bed, they didn't believe in having a the television in their life. 
Right. And both of them are gone now, but uh, it was different. But he's coming from yeah. a white man's stand, standard, you know. The yeah. fact that he is white, and he is white. And that's the premise, that, you know, that, that way of seeing themselves is different from the way we see ours. We look at ourselves mm-hmm. even as in the form of being. We still see ourselves as slaves. And he, he's still trying to build up, uh, build up some rap, you know. And then we think we've made it. Then we don't want to be bothered with what, we, what, with what uh, reminds us of ourselves. So we go off and look for something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. But it's guys, interesting. So we had help. We we had help uh, beating us down. Say it again. That was a plan, that was a planned strategy uh, to to uh, to have blacks against blacks and make sure you didn't trust each other and all that. Because down here in Houston, uh, the Mexicans are are like that now. Because we're talking about something uh, about something about women and. Uh, and the Mexican guys look down on the women, but the women they have all the good jobs because back in mm-hmm. the seventies, remember General Motors would only hire Mexican women, not Mexican men, yeah. so they could control. And 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 the cycle, I can see the cycle is coming now. Because you know, I asked one guy, I said, "How do you feel about you know this stuff at the border?" He said, "Well, well, what we need to do." They start killing those Mexicans that's coming over. I said, but wait a minute, you Mexican? You said, yeah. <laughs> you know what We're going to start with you. <laughs> you know what he yeah. said about his sister? If she gets shot, she just gets shot. And I looked at him, I was like, so that, that thinking is already gone. You see now more Mexicans trying to pass for white now if they get if they don't have any types of shadows on. But I was like, I was just, I was just mind-boggled at how, how quickly. Look at all these Republicans that converted to this mess. You got, what, seven, was it 7 million, 8 million nuts out there? Well, you may, you may have one or two billion. <laughs> but, you know, that's what they're doing. They're trying to do the Mexicans, and after they get with the Mexicans, they're going to go to the, anything with any kind of shade. Because I was looking at Ethiopian. What is that? What is that uh, south under Mexico? No, the uh, the people that's coming to south of the Guatemala, they look just like white people. I'm like, they should be happy you you coming over here. That that increase their numbers. Yeah, but, but they ain't pure. Neither are you. <laughs> yeah. You know, but man, but it's, it's 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 getting like that. The Mexicans are now asking the Guatemalans for coming over. They're invading our territory. I said, don't that seem familiar to you? But oh, I because I they were talking about women. I said, well. I know seven women in my life that are dynamic, that are put that walk you around the circle. You know what? They stop the conversation period. Everybody got up and All the guys. They, yeah. They don't want to hear about that. <laughs> you know, so it is something. Well I do thank you for allowing me to share with you. And uh, we should try to start coming up with some things that um, 
you know, that we have to look at as women, you know, and as, and as mothers, too. I know when my kids were coming up because they were adopted, that I took them, I had to find some man to talk to them. And uh, I was working in the state, so I used my um, Magellan insurance, but I found, uh, through Dr. Katz, I found a, a, a psychologist, licensed psychologist, black psychologist. And I said, we're going to go and talk to him. Oh, mama, we don't want to go home, oh, mama. You know, like I said before, the thing that got me, he was a black man, had to work his way up through. But the thing that really sold my boys on him, we were going in, and I remember Luke said, Mama, look at his car. Look at his car. And I said, what? I'm tired after work. I don't want to look at it. Come on, get in here, you know. And he said, he got a Jaguar. That's a Jaguar, Mama. That's a Jaguar. Like my right now my kids talking to me about, that's a Tesla. That's a this. That's a that, you know. Mm-hmm. He said, he had a Jaguar, Jaguar. And that sold him on that man. Here it is, a black man, not selling drugs, educated. And he had to work with all my kids, you know, all my boys, you know, and my daughter. But he was very good in handling those boys. Because at one time, one of my sons pulled a knife on the other son. And I told him he well, went all over that boy. He, just his voice, his his voice of command, you know. My son, one of my other sons, he got to cry. He just mm-hmm. spoke to him. No, you don't do that. It could have been a gun. I mean, he was after them. And kept them in line for a long time. Then he moved out of the Detroit area, and I was so hurt. I was really hurt, you know, and stuff. But he he worked with the job for all of that. But he was he was very effective, very effective. Because I couldn't find someone to sit and talk with him, you know, to deal with the boys. A lot of people in the church, you know, a lot of things were mm-hmm. happening in the church. You know, you got to, I've had to find someone credentials to talk to them and make a difference in their. Hey, we knew, you always say let's get something together so we can help our community. Uh, we have to. I suggest, and 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 it can be done online. To uh, it starts with, of course, education. We need to uh, uh, get a group that we uh, and look at education in in a big big squad. And, and look at how many white schools there are that has been built new compared to a mile down the road. The black That's true. That's always been. That. We need to get a group, hopefully started here in Michigan, and, you know, go across the country. You know, uh, get on the Internet, and you know, because you'd be amazed. The one in Mississippi, they said they just built a $100, $100 million school, but the, the black school is like a half a mile down the road, and they just built a hundred and seven million dollars school. They're going to do that, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, we, we, about that. we can do something with it, yeah. Right. You know, we have, and if we got the internet, so people like me who can't go places, hopefully my eyes will get better. That is, yeah. I was thinking of also. I never forget when I did for one of my sons. He just like. He was just always in something. So I was working for it. That's when I was working for DRMM. And so they have a, they have a, a camp, and they were going to, you know, they were going to go down Lake Huron and learn, learn to live in the wild. And I thought, I said, Luke, you're going to get in this program. You know, it's for about a week. He said, okay, mama. So I paid for him to go and stuff. And I thought these men were going to be big, burly men, going to take them down and show them how to live in the wild and all of that stuff. 
It was two white women that took them. <laughs> but they oh, showed them how to okay. live, how to do this. But, you know, where the man? I said, what? He, and so they, they had to come back early. He said, please tell my mama that we're not coming back early because of me. <laughs> God will oh, tell you know? okay. Right, please don't tell her. He said, he said, he, and they, they, they didn't know it's not, Luke, Luke wasn't the, uh, Luke wasn't the problem and stuff. But I wanted them to show them how to live in the wild and do this and do that and all of this stuff, you know, because you never know what's happening, you know. And uh, it was two white women that took them canoeing down the, was it Lake Huron or something like that, canoeing and living off and how to make a fire and what to look for and don't eat this and, you know, showing them the things to do out there. And uh, it was two white women that took them. Okay. So you, you, yeah, yeah, it is. But thanks so much, uh, Jenny White, for letting me share with you. And uh, as we come up, we we uh, would like to not only talk about the problem, but try to find some suggestions, not to run anybody's life, but suggestions as to how you can be your own best friend and be your own protection. You have to. We have to come up with some some things, you know. To, to help our community out, and we definitely need the help. So thanks so much, and thanks, my lovable co-host, for helping me out. <laughs> Thank you very much, sir. And uh, I hope you get better. Thanks very much. Okay. Well, I thank you. That was uh, a nice talking about those emphasis, those little incidents that uh, you had to endure <laughs> but oh yeah your uh serves my host i wonder if he has something to say to before we go well i guess not okay i know tommy that's gone so it's me and you, baby girl, and I, what I was like, that, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. No, uh, I'm still with you. Well, what did you have to say? Did you want something to say before we left? Well, Friday, uh, well, uh, June 9th, uh, we got Gemini season, and so... I've got a birthday coming up on Wednesday, so. Yes, you do. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, Flag Day. Happy birthday to me. Yeah, I love Come on. Uh-oh. <laughs> You've been partying for the past couple of months. This birthday, and over here, and over yonder, and going down here. <laughs> hey, I know that's right. So, Ain't yeah, nothing wrong um, with it. Nothing. Yeah, half the year has gone by. So uh, we just got to be thankful for every day that we get. We've, yeah, I know. Uh, had right. a lot of, we've had a lot of bad air quality here in Detroit, you know, from these uh, uh, wildfires in Quebec, Canada, and uh, a lot of people with asthma and other respiratory illnesses have been catching it. I know I've been uh, yeah. I, I need a, a shortness of breath few times and couldn't understand why, but, you know, the air outside has just been so bad. Um, yeah. You know, it's been... But that's another days. program. Hey, that's another program. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> few, few days, See, I'm learning something. Days, but, <laughs> right. 
these days it looks like, you know, it's going to rain, you know, so overcast. So it's, uh, uh, you know, just have to be thankful. It's a lot going on in our environment as well. So that's my two cents for uh, this Friday, June 9th. Thanks for tuning in. Great job, Ms. Lucy. Thank you. Jenny? Yes, yes, she was. You have to say anything or you're done, Ms. Payne? Pretty much done, but when it comes down to the children, let's pray for these children because something has happened in their lives that they're going to have to live with for the rest of their lives. They shot their mother. All of this, the mother, the little boy that was yeah, shot. That's horrible. These are things that's going to be there, and it's going to be there for the rest of their lives, you know. Yeah. The rest yeah. of their lives. The kids saw this woman cursing at me, and they were, you know, Granny, you know, because they were going to throw some other words at them. I said, right, no, you don't do that. No. You don't think that low And all of this. But, um, we just have to pray, because this is showing us what I, but, the attitude, the future attitude that they have, we're going to have to face it. We're going to have to face it. And we got to teach our children how to face it and be more than conquerors, too, you know, in facing something like that. My daughter said, you see the guy saying, got the cussing with me? I said, no, I don't think that, you know. That's the answer. Now, she had come up to the car and started trying to do something. We might have come to some blows, you know. <laughs> no. I'm not going to, you know, let her bother the kids or bother me, you know. But it was very ugly, very ugly. And I have a right to stand my ground. <laughs> if I yes, can stand at all. <laughs> no, yeah. that's right. Yeah, but it was very ugly. I, and I couldn't believe that's the, the problem, you know. But um, it was something, you know. How would you have handled that? Thanks so much, Jenny White, for allowing me to share this evening. Oh, you're more than welcome. So I'd like to let you guys go. But before, I will say you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. Okay, and having said that, I'm saying good night for you guys. And maybe soon we're going to get some rain (laughs) for our plants. Okay, good. This is the end, and let's talk about it with Jenny White. Good night. Good night. Good night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.